Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another podcast episode of Daily Mind. It is I, your host, doing another episode once again with Electricity. Of course, first day back, uh, the Electricity has been on again. Uh, For some of you who haven't heard, um, I haven't done an episode in a few days prior to uh, yesterday, um, simply because we had a really crazy storm situation out here in Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. And needless to say, it knocked out power for quite a few people, so that including me. So I wasn't able to do any episodes during the weekend, which you know, I was just more worried about the power coming on and surviving. Um, but the power has been back on since yesterday afternoon. Thank goodness, and shout out to the linemen out there who worked overtime doing this. Um, so yeah, so it just feels good to have electricity back and you know, take a step back into the present day because I was starting to live like an Amishman out, out here. It was getting serious about to churn my own butter and, you know, change my name to Ishmael. Anyway, so um, today's Tuesday. I know um, yesterday I did an episode just based on my power outage situation. Usually Mondays is for um, my news out of a hat segment. So I pushed it to the right. I'm going to do it today. And again, it's just me reading off news stories. For for those who've listened long enough, you already know what this is about. There's no need for me to go through a whole introduction. It's pretty simple. I read news, find news, critique, give my two cents, and keep it moving on. Do it every Monday, but you know, so we had I had to make an alter, um, had to take an alternate approach. I wanted to tell my story yesterday, so. All right, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna find some crazy news story. There's more train derailments. This doesn't surprise me. It seems like when there's one phenomenon, it's copy of more of the same. I'm not sure why all of a sudden these trains are doing, but it's got the conspiracy theorists out there literally just losing their shit right now. I mean, even I find it to be kind of weird. All of a sudden, these trains from Norfolk, Suffolk, um, Northern Suffolk or whatever their name is, it's just all of a sudden just they're derailing. I don't know what it is. I know I can tell you right now... um, the U.S. has a really shitty rail infrastructure um, in comparison to Europe, China, Japan, and other places. We really let our rail system go to a point of neglect to where now all these problems are happening and everybody's just kind of like, oh, man, we, we got to do something about it. Well, you could have done something about it a long time ago and this wouldn't have happened. But, you know, here we are. People, One thing about human nature and humans, like, we want to make change, but we make changes. When some, it takes for something to happen to make the change. And by then, it could potentially be too late. But, you know, here we are, you know, trying to do that. So I'm going to find a news story. Um, it's pretty simple. I find news stories up and down. Nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. All right, let's see what I got here. Uh, no, I don't want to see a picture of Lizzo. I have, let's see what else I have here. Uh, give me a good story. So, yeah, the Chris Rock thing. Now, you guys all know about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock last year, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people say it was staged. Some people said it wasn't. Well, he just recently came out with a comedy special um, or something he came out with on Netflix, I believe. I'm not sure. And it's it's gotten some rave reviews, but I feel like this is a man who is just truly hurt. And he's doing whatever it takes to repair the damage that Will Smith has done in that incident. Now, again, this is a year later. Some people think that this was all just staged. At this point, I don't think they would drag this 
so long. But then again, this is Hollywood. You know, it may be a year, it may be a few years from now where they might come clean and say the whole thing was an act. But even there's a little piece of me that's just saying it's not an act. I don't think um, this would have dragged this long for the attention. And, you know, what would be the end game to this? Besides, I guess, money, sympathy, whatever the case is. But again, this is Hollywood. You really never know. So this article from the Daily.com says in the um, outline, the headline, Chris Rock criticized for his latest take on the slap blaming the conflict on Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, that's funny because, I mean, when he got slapped that night, he was making fun of Jada. I don't think you would blame her for that. She didn't ask to be heckled, but, you know, um, I guess Chris Rock sees it as, well, you know, it's Will defending his wife. And if it wasn't for the fact that his wife had alopecia, <laughs> then this probably would have never happened. That's basically what he's saying. Um, but I'm going to read some of the article here, and then you guys kind of take your own guess at it. Um, it says, Chris Rock criticized for his latest take on the slap. Blaming J the conflict on Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, it says, one year on, Chris Rock is back to share more thoughts on being slapped by Will Smith. But people aren't necessarily here for his take. The reaction to The Rock's new Netflix special are um, decidedly mixed. <clears throat> With many commenters expressing sympathy for Jada Pinkett Smith and accusing Rock of reframing the story in a sexist, tone-deaf manner. At this point, we've heard every opinion under the sun regarding what went down at the 2002 Oscars. However, the basic facts are these. While Chris Rock was presenting the Oscar for Best Documentary feature, Will Smith walked on stage and slapped him across the face saying, quote, keep your wife's name out of your fucking mouth, unquote. Smith was referring to a joke Rock made earlier about Jada Pinkett uh, Smith's shaved head, implicitly mocking her alopecia. But during his Netflix special, Chris Rock's selective outrage Rock suggested that Will Smith was actually motivated by conflicts in his marriage. Quote, everybody knows him, his wife was fucking her son's friend, Rock said, expressing disbelief about the Smith's decision to discuss their relationship issues in public and quipping that everyone at the time was calling Will Smith a bitch. Rock also referred, uh, referenced Jada Pickett Smith's role in the 2016 Oscars boy, boycott, where she and Spike Lee skipped the ceremony to protest the lack of diversity among uh, nominees. Chris Rock hosted the Oscars that year and faced pressure to step down in solidarity with the hashtag Oscars So White movement, something he's framed in a more personal light during the Netflix special. Uh, it also goes on to say, uh, he quote, years ago, Will Smith's wife said, I should quit the Oscars, he said. Quote, I shouldn't host because her man didn't get nominated for concussion, and then he gives me a fucking concussion. <laughs> to the audience confusion, he had to tell this joke twice because he flubbed a line and name check Will Smith's 2002 movie Emancipation instead of Concussion. He quote on saying, a lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back? He concluded, because I got parents, that's why. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. <laughs> that's Chris Rock comedy, and that's a Chris Rock answer in a nutshell. It's that simple. And I guess it's true. A lot of people <clears throat> have this belief that, you know, African-Americans who act out on social media is giving white people an audience. I wouldn't say it's giving white people an audience. It's giving everybody an audience. And it's not a good audience. And it's not a good show. Like a fight at Waffle House or some shit. Something of that nature. You know what I mean? Just don't don't give anyone an audience, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? Unless it's something good. You're doing something good, then sure. But if you're doing something stupid, yeah. So Chris Rock is trying to repair what has happened. But all I see... Is a, is a deeply hurt man. 
the fact that him and Will kind of grew up together in the Hollywood industry, um, Chris Rock making appearances on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and all this other stuff, and you know, is I, 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 I don't know. I've never been slapped by my best friend before, so I can't really go into his shoes too much. But I can understand it to a point where, like, you know, it's it's a sense of betrayal. You know what I mean? Just imagine your friend just do something you would never expect. You know what I mean? Maybe slap you or or something worse. You know what I mean? Something you don't you wouldn't expect. And of course, it's gonna take you for a loop. You're gonna probably be traumatized. But again, you know, it's damage control. That's all it really is. It's just damage control. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next story. Man, this episode is going fast. Only went to one story. Shit. <laughs> it's already it's already going. It's going. Um, and this is seem this next story here, this seems to be a very occurring theme in Manhattan. There could be even people thinking like they're just making space for new condos. If you know one thing about New York City and probably every major city in the US, it is the landscape, the skyline of these cities are changing dramatically with these new high-rise condos expensive for regular average city folk there not expensive for people coming out of town let's just say a gentrification okay gentrifiers anyway um it says here on abc7 a wall collapsed during building and building demolition in lower manhattan with three injured i don't even know how they find space to build more shit in manhattan i don't even know where you start it's like every little piece of space if you notice you look at New York's uh, Manhattan skyline. The new buildings going up are so skinny, <laughs> so skinny. And you know, again, it goes back to space. You know, Manhattan is very limited on space. Shit, if they could, they would literally tear all of Central Park up just for that extra space, just to build on. If they could, but we know that's not going to happen. But then again, money talks. It says here in Lower Manhattan, one worker died and three others were injured after a wall collapse at a demolition site in Lower Manhattan Tuesday. Firefighters and officials from the New York City Department of Buildings were at the scene of the three-story commercial building on Lafayette Street around 1 p.m. Acting Buildings Commissioner Casimir Vilenchik said that the site was fully permitted, but the de- Department of Buildings issued five safety-related violations to the site in February. One of the prior violations were related to overloading the work site. Vilenchik um, said the collapse occurred when the work area was overloaded with debris, causing a collapse of a floor beam. FDNY chiefs, uh, depart, uh, the chief department, uh, said that when the wall and its scaffolding collapsed, one worker was trapped by the debris, two fell on top of it, and one additional worker was injured. Firefighters used hand tools to remove the debris. Quote, our fire units were here in less than four minutes, and they quickly assessed the situation, he said, and we were able to dig out the trapped construction worker pretty quickly and get him into the hands of the paramedics. The worker who was trapped by the debris was rushed to Bellevue Hospital where he was pronounced dead. New York City Mayor Eric Adams praised firefighters for their rapid response by saying, quote, just a quick response by FDNY to go up and able to deal with this unfortunate accident, he said. It's a combination of the Department of Buildings that will continue the investigation to determine exactly what happened here. Sad, sad state of affairs. But, you know, this is this happens quite a bit in New York City and other areas, major cities where they're building up um, like these construction sites there. There's a lot of like OSHA type violations and things not being tied down. And I mean, we're talking Manhattan here. Like on a windy day, you're, you're erecting a 60, 70, 80 floor condo building, right? And storms are coming through. You want to make sure everything is tied down because you never know. There's like every year, there's at least this happens at least once, twice, three times a year where um, something falls off of um, 
off a of, off of under construction building or there's a crane just kind of spinning around and yeah, it's dangerous man shout out to those construction workers out there man because that is some scary uh shit you couldn't pay me to sit there and erect a 50 60 70 floor building i don't know how you do it but just keep doing what you're doing okay uh next story let's see what we got here i'm just kind of scrolling down um what pops up usually um i read stories that pop up on my news feed or i just go and i search for some stories or if i remember anything specific happening like a new train derailment i'll just go off the back with it um let's see what else we got here okay a giant solo giant crushed solo cup is on display at rockefeller center i don't even know why okay so moving right on i'm not even gonna read that oh this shit was wild this next story here i came across this this morning uh, this is being reported from Fox 5 New York. Um, complete tragedy caused the death for two adults and three children found dead inside Phoenix home released. This was wild. I'm going to get right into it. Just published today. This took place in Phoenix, Arizona. It says over three months after a family of five was found dead inside a North Phoenix home, the medical examiner has released the cause of deaths, a woman and her three children who were allegedly killed by the woman's husband. Phoenix fire hazmat crews and police officers responded to a home near 7th Avenue in Northern because of a reported hazardous situation and a positive unresponsive person just after 8 a.m. on November 16, 2022. Phoenix fire said the crews did find a presence of gas, which made it a bit difficult for first responders to investigate the scene right away and get inside the home. Southwest gas crews did, however, determine there was no natural gas reads outside of the home from the meter to the street through survey, through survey activity. The company said once crews made their way inside, two adults and three kids were found dead with obvious signs of trauma, said police, uh, police sergeant Melissa Solis, adding that the suspect isn't believed to be on the loose. It's not clear what led up to the family being killed. So they released the identity of these victims, uh, 44 year old Jason Hudgens, 40 year old Marla Hudgens and their three children, Christopher, Gwen and Faye. Police believe they were open propane tanks inside the home and the gas line that was not attached to a kitchen appliance. Jason Hudgens has been identified as the suspect in the incident. He died from what is believed to be self-inflicted gunshot wound. You know, I don't understand that. You know, <sighs> suicide and mental illness is nothing to joke about. What I don't understand is people in that situation, I get it. The husband or the wife is upset and they want to take themselves out. But why take the family out? Why take everybody out? I, I don't get it. That's something that, you know, it's mind boggling to me. And it's been like this ever since I've started hearing stories like this. Like, why not? And this is not uh, this is not in any direction like encouraging suicide or whatever. But if you're gonna do that, right? Why would you kill the rest of your family before you take yourself out? I never understand that, and I probably never will. I've never been in a situation like that or known someone who has been. But again, I, I just don't get it, man. The, the, you know, nobody had to die in that situation whatsoever. Nobody. But the kids, though. Why the kids? I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. And these things happen virtually like every week. What the hell? That sounds like a big airplane just flew over my house. That's scary as shit. Because normally, um, I live near a small plane airport. That thing sounds kind of big. That is wild. Anyway, um, hopefully it didn't crash or anything. But yeah, that's it's, to me, that's just nuts, man. And this next story. Um, so some kids in College Point, Queens, went and they ran, sack this, this restaurant for absolutely no reason. 
I don't even get it, but what's the point in doing that? So these teens, um, ranging in different ages, a big ass, like a mob group, went into this Asian restaurant, no warning around 8 p.m., tore the place up $20,000 in damages. No identities, whatever. Everybody was wearing a mask. You see, I knew this was going to be a post problem when it came to having to wear a mask because of COVID. So now people can wear a mask anytime they want. And they don't even, it's not even them having regard for COVID. They just can wear a mask to conceal their identity altogether. And they can sit here and do dumb shit like that. Because, you know, back in the day, you rob, you, you wear something over your face like a, a bandana or a flag or whatever. People go, no, you're robbing them. But see, now you can get away with that shit because it's COVID, COVID, COVID. I knew that was going to be a problem. But just imagine, you know, you 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 own a restaurant, you know, you're busting your ass to keep this restaurant going. And all of a sudden, people, some people just ransack the fuck out the restaurant. For no reason whatsoever. These, these are people trying to make a business. They're trying to, you know, make their bread and making a living, you know. But I don't know, man. These teens are fucking out of control, man. And I'm not trying to sound like some boomer or some shit like that. But let me tell you something. The teens today are fucking different from those 90s teens. I don't know what it is. I guess what it is also is that we have social media. There's cameras everywhere. Everybody wants to be famous for doing some dumb shit. And it's it's quite sad. So hopefully, I think the restaurant did get, get itself back together. But I, I don't understand. Parents, just, just keep an eye on your kids, man. Please don't let them be part of no nonsense like that. It's, it's pointless. It's crazy. It, it's just it's scary. It's very, very scary. All right, so let's see here. Oh, let me see. I'm trying to find some story. Uh, oh, this is cool. Um, New Jersey grandmother goes skydiving to celebrate upcoming 95th birthday. Ah, you know, shit. These people probably had this dream forever for their birthday. I notice elderly people, when they get to like their 95 or 100 or whatever, they go skydiving. And why not? You know what I mean? It's, 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 listen, I was um, airborne in the military. I, well, it's not necessarily skydiving, it's static, um, static jumps. But nonetheless, man, that's the closest I ever got to skydiving. And that's probably the closest I'll ever get because there's no way in hell I will do that. <laughs> Maybe someday. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so she made her uh, jump at her 95th birthday, living life to the fullest, I guess you could say. Some good news for once, I tell you, because every time I come across this, um, you know, it's always something bad. It's always bad news. Okay, I got about mm, 11 minutes to this episode. I, I don't know. This episode went kind of fast. Not even going to hold you. It went, it went a little too fast for me. Like, again, I'm still debating on whether or not um, I'm going to do 45 minute episodes. That is to be determined at some point or another. Let's see. Well, what else are the stories we got here? What other crazy nonsense is happening in our world? Ah, shoot. Let's see. So yeah, I'm looking, 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 looking. Actually, let me, let's, let me see. I'm going to go to CNN, see what CNN's reporting. You know, sometimes when I don't find anything immediately on my newsfeed, I would tend to bounce to other news outlets. It doesn't mean I favor one over the other. It's whatever. I don't really give a shit. But it's just to keep the show going and keep, see what other crazy stories or potentially events that's happening around the world that we may not even know about. So let's see here. 
Oh, yeah, I was talking to somebody about this next story here. I honestly think this is a terrible, terrible idea. Um, that's just notifications. Let me turn that down. Uh, this is an absolute terrible idea. They're proposing for Narcan, also known as uh, um, Naloxone, to be over-the-counter at a pharmacy. That is an awful fucking idea because to me, and this is just my argument, is that it enables people to keep overdosing knowing that they can easily just go get Narcan and just fucking, and that's it, done. I think it's a horrible idea. It just sets a bad example. But let's see what the article says. It may say something different. It said, uh... Naloxone nasal spray may soon be in your pharmacy. Our medical analyst explains what it is and who can use it. Now, this is on according to CNN Health. This was actually written about four days ago. Okay, it says, uh, two advisory committees to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration have voted unanimously to recommend that a nasal spray version of the opioid overdose antidote, also called Narcan, be made available over the counter. If the FDA agrees with this recommendation... Uh, Narcan may soon be sold without a prescription in pharmacies and made available in even grocery stores, big box stores, gas stations, and corner stores around the country. This development comes at a time when opioid overdose are at a record high, rising more than 15% in one year. Deaths attributed to opioids rose from about 70,000 in 2020 to 80,800 in 2021. According to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the highly potent and lethal opioid fentanyl is implicated in the majority of these deaths. What is naloxone and how does it work to save lives from opioid overdose? How do you know if someone is overdosing and how can bystanders administer the antidote? How can people get access to it now and what would it mean if the FDA approves it for over-the-counter use? What more needs to be done to reduce overdose deaths? And then it just goes into this whole spiel um, on what it does or what, what would it do. Now, I get it. It's all about saving lives. But you got to understand, these people are on fentanyl for a reason. They are drug addicts. So you would think that an overdose would set them straight. Now, it does in some cases. Some people OD to a point where they're just like, man, it was a life-changing experience. I need to stop doing that shit. Some are like, they just go off of it. They just need the fentanyl. Not, you know, just putting all the risk aside or just knowing the risk and just knowing that they can just get Narcan from anywhere. A gas station? Really? I can't imagine all the users in front of a fucking Circle K buying, <sighs> buying Narcan. It's not funny, but it is very sad on where we are. And if you notice the increasing numbers... From 2020 to 2021, that was during COVID. In fact, there was a lot more drug use in those two years than, I guess, almost any year prior to. Because, um, again, you know, a lot of people couldn't go out. A lot of people were just in the house. People were depressed. People were just anxious. Drug use went up substantially with the, with, um, during the lockdown period. So I could see that. But, you know, it's, I, I, there's got to be other approaches to this. Why don't why don't they find who the fuck is supplying all the fentanyl? But see, I'm not even going to get into all that because that is just going to lead to a conspiracy theorist side of things. And I, this is not what this episode is about. But I would think that would be the best approach to go and go after the source. Because by you allowing Narcan to be sold in stores, it's literally enabling people to just go OD, knowing that, you know, it's within reach. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Hmm. Oh, this story here, 
Um, two Americans dead, two found alive in Mexico kidnapping. This story is a bit bizarre because these people came from like North Carolina somewhere to go vacation or get a tummy tuck. That's what I read from one other uh, source. But apparently two of them are dead. Let's see what happened here. It says, uh, what do we know so far? Um, it says two of the four Americans who authorities said was kidnapped in Mexico have been found dead. According to the Tamaulipas governor, one of the two survivors is severely injured, a U.S. official said. A Mexican woman was also killed by a stray bullet during the kidnapping Friday, the governor said. The group of friends traveled from South Carolina, so one of them, a mother of six, could undergo a medical procedure, two family members said, uh, told CNN. They were placed in a vehicle and taken from the scene by armed men in the border city of Matamoros. According to the FBI investigators, believe a Mexican cartel likely mistook them for Haitian drug smugglers. All right, it says here, kidnapping survivor was shot three times in the legs, his wife tells CNN. <sighs> One of the survivors of the kidnapping of four Americans in the Mexican border city of Matamoros was shot three times in the legs, his wife told CNN. Michelle Williams said she spoke with Eric Williams on the phone Tuesday morning when he was being transported to a hospital in Texas. Williams is one of two Americans who survived a kidnapping on Friday in Matamoros, Mexico. Two others, Shahid Woodard and Zindel Brown, were killed in the incident, which investigators believe was a case of mistaken identity. Michelle Williams said before receiving the call, the FBI stopped at her house around 11 a.m. local time to tell her about her husband's condition shortly after her husband called her. Uh, her husband told her that he was shot twice in one leg and once in the other, Williams said. He's expected to walk, she added. Her husband was emotional when they spoke on the phone. He viewed two Americans who did not survive the kidnapping as his brothers. Um, Michelle and Eric Williams have an 11-year-old son together. She told CNN her son was happy to hear from his father. You know, <clears throat> I'm not even going to harp on Mexico. Uh, but Mexico is a pretty dangerous place to travel to. You know, people should know this. And for people who, <sighs> a tummy tuck, you will really travel as they call, um, what do they call that shit? It's a uh, medical tourism. I actually, it's funny. I, I came across this story literally just, it came on the news earlier, medical tourism. I never heard of that term, but what it essentially is, is that people were traveling abroad for medical procedures because they're cheaper. You know how people like some women go for BBLs. Uh, you know, Brazilian butt lifts, and then some people go for liposuction, tummy tucks. In this case, this woman was in Mexico going for a tummy tuck, and they were mistaken for Haitians. I'm going to tell you right now, if you travel anywhere abroad, any country, I think you need to do your research and find out the places and the do's and don'ts of where you're going. Because I feel like Mexico is probably one of the most unsafe places for Americans to travel to. You know, the cartel does not play out there. You see that. Like, these people weren't even part of no Haitian drug smuggling um, ring. They were just tourists. You think the cartel cares? Hell no. They got to do whatever it takes to protect their interests, even if it means that. So, I mean, like, just be careful when you travel abroad. I mean, learn a little something before you go there. It could potentially save your life. All right, I'm going to try to find one more story, and I guess I'm going to wrap it up. I didn't get too many stories today, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I'm going to go back to my, uh, <sighs> let me see. I'm going to go back to my news feed, see what I might find in the last uh, few minutes of my show. <clears throat> see what we got. Da, 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 da. Oh, boy, I swear. Oh, the world is getting crazier and crazier. Or is it just me getting crazier and crazier? I guess we'll never know. 
Uh, I got three more minutes. I'm going to find one more story, and then I'm going to wrap it up. And then uh, I'm going to start getting ready for uh, – uh, okay, I got one more story. I found one. Uh, this has also been happening crazy, too. I don't know what the fuck's going on with these airlines. The DFA needs to step in and do something. Um, no injuries after a Newark-bound United flight makes contact with other plane at Boston Airport. Um, it says here, uh, two flights scheduled to depart from Boston Logan – on Monday morning, made contact with each other near the gate area, FAA, um, Federal Aviation and, and Airport officials said. Uh, the United Airlines Flight 515 was being pushed back from the gate by a tow tug when its right wing struck the tail of United Airlines Flight 267, parked at a neighboring gate around 8.30 a.m., according to preliminary information released by the FAA. Both jets were Boeing 737s and no injuries were reported. This happened in JFK, I think, this year. This has happened so often. I don't know what it is, but our transportation industry has fucked. It's gotten worse, especially after the lockdown and COVID where people weren't able to work and, and maintain these things. Now it's worse. Like, planes are getting clipped on runways almost like once a week at least. I don't know how they not see this. There are guidelines in place and guides to make sure planes don't touch each other. But I don't know, man. We're all human. Shit's going to make mistakes. But come on, man. That, that could have been a really cost. That is a costly mistake, however you see it. <sighs> all right. So I didn't get enough news articles out of this, but it's okay. Life will go on. I do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the show. Thanks again. Um, you guys are wonderful. Um, so tomorrow or whenever I get a chance will be another episode. Again, hopefully my lights don't go out. We'll see. Everything looking pretty good so far. Fingers crossed. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. Uh, just stay tuned. Uh, leave. Um, there's also going to be a link in the description of the episode. You can click that. Leave me a nice little voice message. Say hello or, you know, just say hello. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your evening and we'll tune in next time. See you later. Ciao.